have one word for you. Zeppelin. We're really good friends, I think. Thank you, my friend. Don't call me your fucking friend. We are friends. All of us. I am your friend, remember? You don't have any friends. Nobody likes you. Why do you think I'm calling you? Just to say hello? Of course I like to speak to you. Of course I like to say hello. It's a friendly call. Of course it's a friendly call. Listen, if it wasn't friendly, you probably wouldn't have even got it. Let him have it, Chris! Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it. Let him have it. Let him have it. You're listening to Aerial View, worldwide on the internet. What kind of radio show is this? I heard his voice on the tape and it really put the hook in there. I've been putting costume many, many times. Shortwave on both the white probes and the hopes. Vicious beginning. Sure, the talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about? Whatever happens to bug you, that's what you talk about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets them straight. Friends, right now, here's our good friend again with a message for you. What's so goddamn funny, huh? 
What's so goddamn funny? <laughs> I, I love to laugh. I just... I love to laugh. And it shows. Hey, it's me, Chris T., back with another Aerial View. This is the People You May Know edition. And very excited to announce a brand new phone number. Much easier to remember. I finally found a monomic. It it took like an hour and a half trying different things. I tried everything. Believe me. And the nearest I got to what I wanted is this. Are you ready? Oh, you're going to like this, I think. 760. See, that's easy to remember, right? 760. How can we remember that? What's the best way to remember that? Just remember it, okay? 760. I call. Wait for it. AV. 760, I call AV. That's what I was able to come up with after an hour and a half of trying different combinations. So if you don't like it, that's too bad. As my mother used to say whenever we would complain about something she served us. You don't like it? That's too bad. Eat it. And that's your, your first glimpse over the next hour into the type of childhood I led. So try that number. Give that number a jingle. 760 I call AV. Very excited to have a new phone number. The old phone number will still work, by the way, if you had that programmed into your phone on the speed dial. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Here it is the second Friday in January. I'm already exhausted. It's already been an exhausting year. And that leads me to the uh, the first thing on the roster for tonight. If you didn't receive your roster by mail, don't worry. Your letter carrier is probably still making his or her rounds. Because so many people uh, who work for the government are calling in sick. The letter carrier is probably somebody's nephew at this point. Making a few extra bucks. Just going out. You know how if you've lived anywhere for any length of time... you. You come to recognize the various delivery people. You recognize the USPS person. Maybe you got a regular UPS person. Maybe you got a regular FedEx person, although those get swapped out frequently. I won't even get into DHL or any of the other delivery people thereabouts. Uh, they they are because of the rise of Amazon. Oh, look at that. I'm getting a call. So this is our first chance to try things here with the new system. Welcome to the program. Is this Chris T I'm speaking to? It is. How do I sound to you over there? You sound you sound right on the money. Like, this sounds like a good-sounding phone call to me. Nice. Can you hear this? I drink your milkshake. I drink it up! Yes, I heard you, that. Okay, for sure. If, it, you haven't, by the way, you, you're not at the audiologist. This isn't a hearing test. Just forgive me. Just making sure everything okay, is man. working. Making sure everything's working the way it's supposed to work. That's all. Uh, who do we That's have on? Okay. Who do we have on the phone? Uh, this is uh, Keith Hartel. Hey, my old friend Keith Hartel. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> You're the first person to uh, call 760, I call AV. How did it feel? It, well, the first time I got it wrong because when you try to, um, when you're looking at the phone keypad and you're trying to think letters, but mm. you're looking at numbers. Right. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm sitting on the couch. I might have had a few. Okay. And um, the first time I got, you know, um, a this is not a phone number kind of reaction. Well. And I thought it, you know, so I, but 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 second second attempt, um, correct. So I'm just saying, like, um, 
difficult to dial thinking about letters in the modern world when 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 a, a guy around our age might not even remember how to remember a phone number. Well, see, that's that's the dilemma that I faced, of course, is that I had somebody say to me, you know, I find the whole dialing a, a letter thing to be more difficult than remembering a number thing. And I'm I'm sort of of the opposite mind. I think if you're driving or you're walking somewhere or whatever it is you might be doing while listening to this, it is a live phone in show. I think it's easier yeah. to remember a phrase like I call AV 760. I call AV. <laughs> Then to- well, I could I could tell you I could tell you the, the upside the way that worked in my favor is after the first time I, I crashed and burned and did not reach you, but I did not have to relook up the phone number like I read it mm-hmm. I read it, so it was easy to remember to try the second time wherein I was successful because I was more careful. By the way, uh, you want to hear something really classy, Keith Hartel? Yeah, seven sixty yes. is in Palm Springs. It's a Palm Springs area. I noticed area that. Code. I yeah. noticed that, and I was like. <laughs> I, I, I can only imagine what, what what what's the series of circumstances that makes that be the number. I, I can't. Uh, listen, like I said, it took an hour and a half of digging to find that phone number, and I felt like I was uh, a record collector digging through the crates, digging, digging. That that record's in there somewhere. I know it is. By the way, I was well, at a estate sale today, and I was very disappointed because I didn't bother looking through the vinyl, and then this young woman there. Uh, she uh, pulled out a copy, a pretty pristine-looking, nice-looking copy of Led Zeppelin too. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved your friend's intro. Loved your friend's intro. Oh, thank um, you for that, today. yes. Yeah. Love the loop. Love the loop. Oh, I appreciate that. And, you know, I, that. listen, I'm going to switch things up on the roster because usually I do the upside-down update first. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's all about living in the age of anxiety that we're living in now. It's just an update on a few stories from the week that I find really interesting, including, have you heard of dark store theory? Not dark star theory. That has to do with the Grateful Dead. This is dark store theory. Have you heard of this? Uh, No, 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 no. Tell me about it. Well, uh, these big retailers in these small towns are, um, they're seeking tax grievances. They're going back to the town and saying, you're taxing uh, us too much. This, we're paying too much in property taxes because our stores aren't worth nearly what you th- think they are because look at all these other stores that are closed and therefore you have to reassess. And these little towns <laughs> that are depending on these large stores like Walmart and Home Depot and Target and Kohl's and Walgreens, uh, they are getting slammed. They're having to give up all of this tax revenue because these people haul them into court and they bring multitudes of lawyers. And it's the, called... The lawyers... Yes. They're always the devil. And a lot of times that's why presidents are also lawyers. They're always the devil. You're right. Uh, yeah, the, the, the devil. They're fucking like... They're, they're playing... The, oh, is this... This is a cursing station? Yes. Cursing okay. is Okay. <laughs> no. There's I, a fucking devil like that <laughs> that lawyer thing. Like, we're going to make up the fucking rules, and we will fucking find some... We will get you. Like, if we have more of us... Yeah. We will win. Like, if we're smarter, if we have more money behind us, we will we will bend you know the what, world to uh, our will. You know what a bunch of lawyers do when they get together, Keith? You what know they what, they, what they do? They go looking for the loopholes. Mm. Where are the loopholes? <laughs> Got to be loopholes here somewhere. Yeah. I know yeah, there's a yeah. loophole somewhere, right? So this is yeah, really or, or invent. This is becoming a real problem because now towns like Wauwatosa in Wisconsin, they're having to take money away from the education budget and away from other things, uh, infrastructure. You know, just general services around town. They're they're having to uh, stick it to the residents. They're having to, to ask the residents to pay more in property taxes because these multi-billion dollar international corporations are armed with fleets of lawyers that will lock them up in court forever using this dark store theory thing. It's really disgusting. I, I hadn't heard about that, but that's it. So is that the, the big corporate chains are, are doing that, are doing that move mainly? Is They're that doing it saying? more and more. Yeah, they're, it's actually picking up steam. But I mean, and, it's the Walmarts, like it's top of food chain are doing that, like, oh, you owe us back taxes. 
Uh, no, they're not asking for back taxes. They're just basically saying moving forward, we're not going to pay as much as we've been paying because right. we're getting decimated by, there it is again, that word Amazon and other online retailers. And, you know, they're comparing the value of their building to the value of a shuttered building across town or in some other town. Mm. And it's kind of uh, it's kind of BS. So whether or not this is something that these municipalities will be able to fight in the future, who knows? But right now they're losing the battle. So that was my I know first, what you're saying. Yeah. I drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. I drink your milkshake. This is an I drink your milkshake world. That's why that movie was a classic. And <laughs> That's one of the best Daniel Day-Lewis uh, lines of all time. It really is. Maybe the... Maybe the maybe. Uh, it's, but... it's his, frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. That's, you know, that's... It's, listen, it's the only one I sampled, so it's got to be a good one. But then there's something else on this list. There's two other things in the Upside Down update, and please uh, be patient with me because I will get to the friends thing. I wanted to ask you a question. But, uh, okay. you know, the other Upside Down update thing is this: that they're finding out that in Virginia, school bullying is on the rise because of the president. They do these uh, surveys every couple of years of mm. about 400 kids and they ask them, like, are you getting bullied on the basis of sexual orientation or any other reason, your gender, your uh, race, whatever it might be. In 2015, they took the study, and uh, they got all the figures, and they compared them to 2017, and it's uh-huh. way up. Bullying is way up. <laughs> and it's way well, up, well, especially he... in areas that went for him. Well, um, I actually have um, another... Um... I happened to listen to yesterday, um, Jonathan Haidt was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Ah, okay, yes. And, and he was doing, like, I don't know if you've seen any of, like, he, he, he's he got some kind of new, like, um, something happened in the late 90s where we made the kids soft philosophy of life. Yes, yes, but, something you know, happened. He's an academic, and, and he's also talked about how it's gone from, like, you know, there was once a debate in ideas, and now it's, like, trying to silence people, but he's... But but um, he he was talking about the um, psychological problems of the children, and what he was saying was like, when you had say the millennials that got to college, but they didn't have like for, like Facebook is invented in what like two thousand seven, and he's like hardly anyone has it. But then when smartphones are first available, hardly no one has it. And basically, what he's saying is that as soon as middle school age children that are the most cruel. And wherein um, the females are as, as um, aggressive as boys, except they do it psychologically and socio, you know, uh, politically, instead of you know threatening fisticuffs. But but that like blew up a whole like um, fucking like the you know um, every kind of psychological disorder blew up with social media accessible to uh, middle schoolers. But in terms of that, um, the Trump areas specifically um, where that it would exist more, that the only thing I say about that is like, say if that other outcome that people think was supposed to happen, like where Hillary won, like the inevitable what we were expecting. Right. And there was going to be like, they're going to be so bitter, they're going to be angrier than ever, and then there would be some kind of equivalent of the same, like, like legal, ongoing, you, you know, like, this is not an ethical, this president is a non-ethical, did illegal shit person, we're going to invest. And then the other side, like, I, I, I don't see where, if, the, if, if things had gone the other way in the election. You that, think there would like, be if, more bullying? This is Jonathan I, I, Hayes' I think theory. Same. Okay. I, I think it would be the same the other way. Like, I think the feelings are in the air. and But here's the thing I have to say, you know, that I have the platform. Yes. Is that what, what most outrages me is this, is that I felt that during the campaign of 2016, when, you know, because it got to be a bad vibe with tr- the Trump, but, you know, like um, the, the, the Podesta emails that revealed that there was a very strong, like, they wanted to make sure they were running against Trump. It's supposed to be one of the reasons why Obama, he didn't give the real reason for not saying they already suspected Russians. They didn't want to disqualify him. They promoted that guy because they thought he was unelectable. 
they made it happen, and they thought it was worth the bad vibes of 2016. Right. It was worth it for Hillary to win. Yeah. He was unelectable so. until the Russians helped him. That's, I mean, it's what it comes down to. Look, he won by, what was it, uh, less than 80,000 votes across yeah. three states. The next time you drive through Michigan or Wisconsin or Pennsylvania, just stick your middle finger out, out the car window as you drive through. And uh, so, you no, know, Michael Moore, would, Michael Moore wouldn't do that. No, he would try to emphasize. Oh, no, please. he would emphasize. He was like, he's like, you didn't make the wrong choice, but I understand. Oh, please. Oh, God. I mean, I, <laughs> no, I wake I mean, up every day and on top of the usual tourists you have to deal with, you got to deal with this nonsense. You have to deal with now what's going on with the government shutdown. As of tomorrow, it'll be the longest government shutdown in U.S. history. Now, so, here's my question to you. Yes. Like, like have, my thing have was... I, I, I know what you're going to ask. Have I made a signature cocktail called the shutdown yet? And the answer is yes. Oh, no, no that that was only my second question, but it, uh, what's in that? Oh, well, that. you got to start with federal workers' tears. Those are hard to get, though. Very hard to get. Yeah, but well, the, they, 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 they're, they're freeloaders. Right. The, the, <laughs> I've known some of them, man. Like, they, they, there's a lot of, like, you know, that that's some... Um, it, it, it's it's not the same as, but, you know, it's like that mafioso no-show job. I mean, right. the people I've known. Wow. It's not no-show, but it's yeah. like... No. Yeah. It's no-no-show. Uh, uh, I'm not worried about these people. No, but you, but what, no, I, what were you going to say? I interrupted you. Oh, um, oh here's, here's what I was going to say. Was because as soon as when they had that whole, um, um, the you know, Chuck, Nancy, Trump on TV... And it's supposed to be like a photo op, and Trump starts to go like, I don't know, things things don't seem like they're getting done. And then when they start to talk about shutdown and the famous, when they keep on calling back on Trump, like, you you, you said you would be responsible for shutdown. As soon as he called shutdown, I immediately just went on Wikipedia. And I was like, when has been the longest shutdown ever? Because I think the new one is going to be the longest ever because he's a shutdown guy. Yeah. Oh, no, listen, I fully expect that this thing will go on. I'm going to say well, at least another week, maybe another two weeks. It might go a whole month. Well, here's the best thing, though. The best thing, and I have to say, this is the part of Trump, like, as a theatrical, like, if politics is television, I'm just watching um, and being as detached as possible, how it affects regular life. Right. When Trump comes on and they're arguing shutdown, he goes like, shutdown, what, a month? A, a year. And when he says a year, right. he's just saying to Democrats, like, I don't, I don't care, man, like, like my brand is is gnarly. Like the Republicans hate the government. Like right. um, all my constituents that want me to stand up for the wall. If I don't get the wall, the more like I fucking ruin everything. The more committed I am. Like yeah, um, yes. and, yeah, and so, yeah. So, no, he. So, like, he, he, so he how was, long was it before you said? Obviously, this is going to be the longest shutdown ever. Uh, I listen. I knew as soon as it started that it was going to be the longest yeah. shutdown because he's backed into a yeah. corner. His li- back is literally up against the wall. I'm not the first person to make that terrible pun, but that's that wall. Yeah, or, but it might just be like steel. Uh, it could be steel. Um, you know, down from the wall language, he compromised his wall language. I just think that I'm look. I'm feeling really good uh, about the way the Democrats are trolling him, including Pelosi and including, you know, uh, AOC as she's called. But I, I just I feel like they're now at the point of like, ah, eh, you're just, <laughs> you're just an asshole. I mean, I can't wait for some. Well, th- so didn't someone call him a mother forker as a as I read somewhere the other day. So, someone oh, called mother, him a motherfucker. Oh, 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 wait, right. but so, yeah, no, it was that Clabe. Uh, right. T-L-A-I-B. Oh, oh yes. Um, but you know what? Um, she She's an anti-Semite who has a, a map on her wall that has Palestine instead of Israel on it. So she's one of those, like, um, Linda Sarsour, like, fucking um, controversial. Oh, I, didn't, I hadn't heard this. I better start calling you for my news. Jeez. Yeah, oh, I no, I know that. where all the conspiracies are. Like, really? Like, are you on the side, dark oh, web yeah. as we speak? Are you in a dark no, no, store? No, no, you just gotta be. You just gotta follow some unsavory types. But all right. Well, listen. This leads is, me to my because before I run out of time, I gotta get into my third thing in the upside down update, which is really about dark stores. Have you heard that yes. Guitar Center is facing imminent bankruptcy after fifty nine years in the business? That, this is that this what got, place is Guitar Center, where I used to work. Oh, Guitar Center. Guitar I Center. I thought that we were rooting for Guitar Center to go down because it was the evil empire of guitar stores, but I don't know. I, I mean, that might be because uh, I work for a small business. 
Yeah, listen, I, Keith, uh, if, you, if some of you don't know, Keith Hartel's an excellent guitar player, been in any number of bands, Motel Shootout, served some time in AOD, among other uh, New Jersey luminaries, and he also teaches guitar at the Guitar Bar there in, uh, in Hoboken, yes. uh, Jim Mastro's place. Uh, say hello to Jim, would you please? And uh, yeah. he tried to teach me guitar, and it didn't stick. I'm still as terrible as ever, but I, I didn't really... I didn't practice while he wasn't around. So I'm one of those shitty students that didn't practice while the guitar teacher wasn't around. I, fr- yeah, I, normal, I normal student. Yeah. Normal student. Normal student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these yeah, assholes yeah. who I used to work for back in the 90s, I did a stint at Guitar Center when they were building the one in Springfield. You know, the one that's between uh-huh. the two sides of Route 22. And uh, mm-hmm. oh, what a god-awful experience. I'm still emotionally scarred. I still have some kind of post-Guitar Center trauma from that whole yeah, experience. No, yeah, it's a toxic environment from what from what I understand from people who have worked there. Yeah, well, it's the only job where my boss came to me one day and said, you're not happy working here, are you? And I said, can, can you tell? And yeah. we kind of mutually <laughs> agreed it was time. It was, I didn't feel so much like I got fired. I felt like we both just decided this isn't working out. You know, like those rare yeah. relationships you hear about where both people go, yeah, this isn't really working. It was yes. like that kind of thing, and it, it just was terrible people. Like, everybody there pretty much sucked, and their whole approach <laughs> to trying to sell stuff to people sucked. The way they wanted to just, the way they trained us. They trained us for like two or three weeks on how to just suck money out of some loser's pocket. That's really all they were interested in. They didn't, you yeah. know, and they went about it very methodically, and I'll never forget, and I haven't been able to say this on the radio yet because I haven't really had the freedom, and thanks to thehoundnyc.com, I do. But the opening night there in Springfield, they flew in all the top-tier douchebags from the West Coast, and they led us in a chant of Fuck Sam Ash. So over, oh, my God, that, I find that juvenile. Over, find that juvenile. Over and over again, like a Nuremberg rally with guitars, we had to go, uh. Fuck Sam Ash! Fuck Sammy! Fuck Sammy! And I remember thinking, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I, Sam Ash was, uh, holds many memories for me, man. Sam Ash in Huntington yeah. Station. I bought my Ibanez 2350 Les Paul copy. The Sam Ash on 48th Street. I used to go to that all the time. My beloved place of history. Right. Yes. And they're like, we're we're going to move into Sam Ash's backyard and we're going to take over Mother Effer. And I, I just I just couldn't believe that that's what I was doing for a living. I, I, it was really like, is this what I'm is this what I've sunk into now? I'm working for these people. Well, so it, I'm with Keith. I, I wouldn't care if Guitar Center goes out of business. But Keith, you got to be a little I, sad. I that, that even from years ago. Yes. No, go ahead. I interrupted you again. What? What? Oh, um, no, I thought I had heard, like, it had been going around for years that um, Guitar Center, because of some, um, you know, financial business stuff, was supposed to be on its way out for, like, I felt that that was, like, kind of like this um, being reported as, you know, inside sources say there's Guitar Center's going down because of, of it's uh, not, you know, um, economically viable well here's the thing that is killing guitar center they are of course they change their name from get this organ center back in 1959 so that seems yeah yeah, can you believe they started as organ center and so they shifted to guitar center in the 70s they saw the handwriting on the wall but now Mm. all the kids as you might know because you teach guitar for a living and You've been involved with, you know, stringed instruments for a long time. The kids are into other kinds of things. They're making uh, the electronic dance music. They're using USB keyboards on a Mac. They're making music that doesn't involve a a piece of wood with wires on it, in other words. So the guitar sales are are down, and they they keep going down. And, Keith, do you ever see them going back up? To where, like, is there going to be another Beatles that comes along and every pimply-faced little moron runs out and gets a guitar because of the Beatles? Um, no, I, I, I really, no, I, it's, it's different in a really weird way where it seems more normal to do but less, like, passionate. Like, in other words, like, more kids will start playing guitar, but they're, they're, they're not, like, like driven by some demon that's, like, 
you know, this will solve my life. Right. You know, yes. it's more just a thing kids do. So, yeah, yeah, it's um, like going to soccer. It's like going to soccer. Right. I mean, exactly. I, yeah, like, I've been like in that, guitar yeah. bar where the kid gets dropped off by the mom and the kid is going to wait for the guitar instructor. And it's very much like that feeling of the kid got dropped off at the soccer game. And, you know, the school of rock people, of course, they they've helped uh, with with the uptick as well. And it's not oh, yeah. it's not that it's completely, you know, dead, but maybe we can cross our fingers and hope that Guitar Center dies because that place deserves to die as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, I don't yeah. want to see Gibson go out of business. I'm a I'm a Gibson fan. Gibson has had a lot of stumbles uh-huh. along the way, but I don't want to see Gibson go under. I wouldn't care if Guitar Center went under. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone would would miss it. I yeah. don't know anyone who is a fan. Yeah, I don't like going in there. Let's put it that way. No, Support your independent helps. guitar retailer. Why don't you? You know what I do when I get into a strange town? First thing I do? Uh-huh. I look out for all the escape routes, and then I find the local uh, independent guitar retailer, guitar store, and then uh, if I have some time, I'll find the local independent hardware store. I like to support those places. That's good. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, now, I'm, I, I like how you roll. Now, the show is called People You May Know Today because I, I wrote this thing uh, in my newsletter uh, all about a friend that I lost along the way. And I want to ask you, uh, before we run out of road here, Keith, if you could share with us one story of, you know, a friendship that ended and then one that reemerged that you didn't, uh, you didn't know would, that you somehow felt like uh, it was moribund, it was over and done, and then it turns out that it, it wasn't at all. I like those kind of well, stories. Um, okay, so the first one, the first one was a friendship went away and came back. Yes. That was the first one? Yes. Okay, I, I, I'm not going to um, um, show any identities, but, like, um, there was, like, a time when I, I, I got involved with a, um, a band where there was a female singer that was, like, you know, all crazy, like, you know, stereotypically like i know it's modern times but it was like the great but you know real genius and you know that that what they call now bipolar or whatever and trouble and trouble like you go genius? through so many travas yeah what, what's that like a troubled genius they always put the word trouble yeah and that your life just becomes a nightmare because of this person and then you're like when this person's out of my life everything's gonna be fine mm-hmm. but then years later on facebook one of these days you're just like hey you know what that stuff you know, the, you did some, we did some good stuff together. Yeah, I'm rooting for you. And, like, you know, you connect back that way. So that that would be a one that was, like, the restored, you know, that, like, when you, when when it breaks up, you're just like, ugh. Right. Like, you've only caused me sorrow. And then years later, you're like, you know, the times. So you went from me, you never darken my doorway again to, I hope you're okay. Yeah, and yeah. also like I, but and also that like like the and also like oh like we went through important stuff you know and good the good stuff like you know there right. was also good stuff that was why we went through all the traumas <laughs> and 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 you know allowed so many traumas to happen before giving up totally. Well, if we have time before we're done, I'm going to read the piece that I wrote, and there is a reference in there yeah. to how the mind works and why you forget the bad stuff as time rolls on. It's a protective mechanism, yes. so. Uh, and what about the other one where you got uh, like someone basically ended a friendship with you, and how how did it go down? You don't have to again identify anybody, but what happened? How did you how did you handle it? Oh, I don't know if I had like a um um I I like I, I like that whole maybe like, you're the, the one that ends the ended. friendship. Maybe you're the one that does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um basically I don't think I ever had like, like kind of a big one. Like I had like a three week, someone said some shit, you know, and then you buy the guy the beer in the bar a few weeks later. But that's like when it's just like, okay. Yeah. Like, like that, like nothing. I don't remember anything heavy duty. And that's almost closer to the story I just told you anyway. Like there's definitely, I I will tell you one example of like, um, a a dude that I was also, uh, you know, uh, you know, drummers are really crazy. So I lived with this drummer for a while and, um, you know, there was a bit of, uh, Oscar and Felix and you would think the drummer would be Oscar, but the drummer was Felix. And if you could think of a drummer, that would be Felix, you know, what nightmare that is. And, um, so that when we stopped living together, like it was very, um, Oh, we definitely don't like each other. And we had used to like each other. Um, and I just heard from that guy recently 
um, through through the Facebook saying, hey, how are you doing? And just being like, yeah, you know, wow. to hear from them. See, it's I, always, I generally think yeah. of Facebook as a force for evil, but maybe I need to recalibrate. Who knows? Maybe no, well, if it's well, bringing, people, bringing people back together, maybe I need to recalibrate. Well, it's it's for evil, but like every time, every once in a while, and, and, and you know, in, in a moment of weakness, or maybe you know, if you had one too many, like um, you know, just like you sent the, the drunk text, is just like, hey, you know what, you know, how you doing? I, I like you, and then next thing you're like, what have I done? But that's positive. Did I mention this show has a Facebook page? Facebook.com slash Call Aerial View. So oh, there right. you go. See, that's the one I nailed down. Facebook.com slash call aerial view. And let me mention that's the number here again. It's uh seven six zero I call A V. Seven six zero I call A V is the phone number here. Keith Hartel is on with us. And so what's up next for you? Do you have anything you want to mention, plug, you know, that kind of thing before we uh let you go? Um the next thing I'm involved in um in March at um, yeah, the restaurant we always play at. I'm trying to remember where where, where I'm playing with um with is, Tammy with uh, we're Pangea? doing the Marian Faithful tribute at Pangea. Yes, yeah. Pangea every Thursday in um, March. Pangea residency and it's it's going to be strong. I got to say. Uh, oh, and uh, it's it's going to be like broken English and you know dribs and drabs of other. Well, your talented wife, uh, Tammy Faye, was uh, a guest on Aerial View a few years back with the Nico show, uh, Nico Underground, yeah. which was terribly exciting for me. It was one of my favorite Aerial View memories from back in the day. So, uh, And since then, you've done uh, Rolling Stones residencies there as well, and now the yeah. Marianne Faithful one. So yeah. uh, look that up online, Pangea Restaurant, and you'll see. Yeah. It's in NYC. You'll see the, uh, the schedule for what's upcoming. And Keith, uh, what instrument will you be playing during this run? I'll be playing the bass, the electrified bass guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, I'll be playing Fender Precision bass. Oh, you know they call it precision because the frets help. They really help. They really do. The they precision really... of the frets. That's right. Uh, yes. Have I seen this bass? I probably have seen it. Something tells me I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, well, it's okay. the only bass I ever played, so if you ever saw me play bass. That's person. it. That's the one. That's All right. the one, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. really a pleasure to get a little bit caught up with you, Keith Hartel. You know, and I mentioned a couple of weeks back about how some of my favorite people on Facebook turn out to be guitarists, you know? Yeah. Uh, whether it's Eric Amble or, or Mark Spencer or Keith Hartel, um, guitarists have a, a very interesting way of looking at the world. And I'm, I mean professional guitarists, not all you goddamn wankers out there. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> so, uh, so thanks for calling into the program. Appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Um, and congratulations on your new platform. Oh yeah. And if I ever get the audio uh, technicalities worked out, it'll be fantastic. But we we uh, listen. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good, as I like to say. Uh, take That's care, true. man. Have a good weekend. You too. All right. Good talking to you. There goes Keith Hartel, and the number here again is it's a brand new number with an area code in. Palm Springs. Man, just saying Palm Springs, I could feel the, the warm breeze. I can feel the sunshine on my face. Oh, man, I'd love to get on a plane right now and go to Palm Springs. But I'm here doing an aerial view for another 17 minutes or so uh, on the houndmyc.com. And the live line into the studio, again, brand new phone number, 760-I-CALL-AV, which is also 760 422 5528. And uh, we did the upside down update, which means there's a whole lot left on the roster to get to. And uh, while I find the roster, I'll let you know as well that uh, debuting, we hope, we're keeping our fingers crossed, but debuting here on uh, Sunday after the Hound Show at uh, 5 p.m. is uh, crashing the party. Mark and Miriam bringing you some fantastic doo-wop and sounds of the 1950s and 60s. And uh, that'll be every other Sunday. You'll hear Crash in the Party on the houndnyc.com. But the debut is this Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. 
and uh, you are going to love these these vocal group harmony records. Dreamy, deranged, pure dynamite, as Miriam says. Join on Sunday for Crashing the Party at 5 p.m. Eastern Time here on thehoundnyc.com. That'll be right after the uh, all-new Hound Show, which starts at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday. And this is thehoundnyc.com. This is Aerial View for another 15 minutes or so. Uh, and I found the roster. Here it is. The roster for tonight included the Upside Down Update. We did that. And uh, we talked about dark store theory and how bullying is on the rise in the age of anxiety and how Guitar Store is headed for oblivion and it couldn't be fast enough for me. And, of course, yes, I know people have jobs there and I, I feel terrible about that. I do. But I don't like that place. So hopefully you can all keep your jobs and the place can go under. How that works, I don't know. I don't know. Again, the number here is 760-I-CALL-AV. 760-I-CALL-AV or 760-422-5528. The Aerial View Facebook page is facebook.com slash call Aerial View. And uh, that phone number that I just mentioned works all the time if you want to call and leave a message for playback on the air. Feel free to do so. And uh, when we return, I've got this piece I'm going to read out of my newsletter. And I'll also tell you how you can get the newsletter. If you want to sign up, it's easy to do. And uh, then we'll take some more phone calls and we'll get the hell out of here. How's that sound? 760-I-CALL-AV. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. something else I went looking for and of course I can't find it and that was uh, a couple of messages I got about this very program I'll dig them out I'll have them for next week when the uh, program returns live don't forget the replay is on Tuesdays on thehoundnyc.com right now here's uh, something from my newsletter and I told you I would tell you how to find the newsletter let me see the best URL to give you to locate it online. Here's what I'm going to do. I'll put a link on my Facebook page for this show. How's that sound? It's facebook.com slash call aerial view. Facebook.com slash call aerial view. That's the easiest way I can share the mailing list with you for the newsletter, which is called See You Next Tuesday. It comes out every Tuesday. And it's all about this program and all about other stuff. In the last one, I ran this piece called People You May Know. And here it is. I settle into bed, make a last check of my phone, and notice a red Facebook badge indicating nine-plus friend requests. I click. Mostly truck drivers familiar with me from my now-defunct talk show gig on satellite radio. I debate whether to hit accept when I spy a familiar face. Facebook's algorithm detecting friends in common suggests this could be a new one, along with more people you may know. Most of them I don't. But the man with the full head of white hair, I know him well. I knew him well. We were best of friends long before Facebook. His hair was white even then. I click his smiling avatar and go down a rabbit hole of pics from the life he's lived beyond me. When I get to shots of him and his wife, I'm gut-punched. A problem with her doomed our friendship. 
Feeling like a voyeur, I put the phone on the nightstand and attempt sleep. I can't shut off my brain. Why is he showing up now under people you may know? Wasn't I just talking about him? Is Facebook listening to me? What the fuck? Two days prior, hoping to glom on a friend's upcoming drive to his son's studio's recording session, I tell him of a road trip in Whitehair's Cadillac Seville. 1994, I have no job. Whitehair is freelancing. We decide, fuck it, let's go. Nashville and Tootsie's Orchid Lounge, Memphis and Graceland, New Orleans and Donna and Dave. A scene still surfaces in dreams. It's late. We enter the French Quarter from the north. Narrow streets are thronged. Everyone seems drunk. Everything glows. We glide at a snail's pace until we swan into a Decatur Street parking lot. We emerge from the caddy to the warm, moist air, the Mississippi in arm's reach. The trip is replete with such improbabilities. We have a hell of a time, all these hours together, and we don't get on each other's nerves. Friends, since that first night as a resident of New Jersey, dragged to a Hoboken house party by my Tenafly housemate, Whitehair's center of my inner circle since. We're together constantly. Parties, Maxwell's for bands, dinner, road trips, you name it. After Tenafly, I'm miserable in a rented room in Edgewater. Freaky, transient housemates coming and going when Whitehair calls. There's a ground floor railroad apartment with no AC around the corner from him, $579 a month. I leap. Now we continually hang out at his place or mine, watching TV, drinking beer, smoking pot, and laughing endlessly. A year later, he'll eject me from his life permanently. Why? Lonely, horny, desperate, I try my luck with one or two of the women at our regular poker game to no avail. I'm no masher. I desist when I hear not interested. When I call Whitehair's new squeeze to ask if another poker-playing friend of hers is single, she turns frosty. Apparently, I'm hitting on women randomly, shitting where I eat, making things weird. A rift opens. Then Whitehair's birthday rolls around and the new squeeze calls to invite me to the party she's throwing. Do you want me there? Or are you asking because I'm a friend of his? It's the latter. I get my hackles up, tell her I won't attend under the circumstances. When I run into Whitehair in the supermarket, he's confused, upset, doesn't understand why I'm creating this problem. Within a week, he's not returning my calls. Finally, he does. We're not friends anymore. I'm struck dumb. I fulminate, object, plead. I call the squeeze and apologize. Verdict rendered, there's nothing I can say or do to make it right. Mine is an unforgivable offense. The aftermath hits hard. His friends avoid me. My social world built around these people crumbles overnight. I become the pariah around the corner. Years later, with my wife, I run into Whitehair and his wife, the former squeeze, in a Hoboken bar. We're cordial, smiling, chatting. We exchange contact info, promise to get together. Maybe it's behind us and we'll revive our friendship. Months elapse, then a year. Before Thanksgiving, I cross paths with him in the supermarket. We nod, say hello. He's rolling through produce when I catch up. I never did hear from you. We were going to get together, right? His smile goes. He stares, says nothing. I don't think you know what I went through. I was devastated. I was suicidal. No one would speak to me. Shoppers stream around us. He looks deeply concerned, then speaks. I'm sorry. Look, let's meet and play guitars or something. Just you and me. He grabs his wallet, fishes out a card, hands it to me. I do the same. Um, sure. We wish each other a happy Thanksgiving. I never hear from him again. I don't want to start a new year looking backward, expressing regret. 
but I feel as headstrong and foolish as ever, shedding friends by expecting them to live up to my standards. So many bodies strewn by the roadside. Maybe I paint too dire a picture. Some friends, long absent, reemerge, and we barely drop a stitch. My dearest friends have tolerated my bullshit admirably for decades. I do the same for them. One in my life since 1974 said expecting people to act a certain way and getting hurt when they don't is a great way to drive yourself insane. I resolve to resist driving myself or my remaining friends insane by expecting them to act a certain way. I further resolve to accept people as they are. I ask that you do the same. I'm nowhere near perfect, but I'm not worthy of permanent ejection either. It's painful to accept you don't mean as much to someone as they do to you. You want contact apart from Facebook, but that's all they can muster. Facebook is not real life. It's not even fake life. It's a copy of a reproduction of a simulacrum of life full of people you may know. All right, thanks for being here on this here Aerial View. Again, uh, Aerial View will return live next Friday with an all-new show. In the meanwhile, we got a couple of minutes here left. If you want to call... 760-I-CALL-AV. 760-I-CALL-AV is the phone number here. You can call that number any old time and leave a message for playback on the air. And on Sunday, a new Hound show at 3 p.m. Eastern time here on the Hound, nyc.com. And then the debut of Crash in the Party with Mark and Miriam which uh, features fantastic doo-wop vocal group records. And when I say records, I mean the actual records. They're not playing MP3s on that program. Okay? It's, it's, it's what the kids call vinyls. Kids, please stop calling them that. It, every time I hear that, it just makes me a bit nauseous. I don't, I don't know why. This just says something about it. Maybe I should get with it. Stop objecting so much to the way people live today, huh? And uh, again, if you want to find me on Facebook, find this program. It's facebook.com slash call Aerial View. And you can go to the Aerial View Facebook page right now and find out how to sign up for the newsletter. I left a link up there. Just click on that sucker. The uh, newsletter content is only in the newsletter. I don't put that stuff up uh, anywhere online. It doesn't go on Facebook or anywhere else. So that is uh, just a conversation between you and I, just like Aerial View is. And uh, my thanks again to Keith Hartel. Find him at the guitar bar, working most days, giving those guitar lessons. And uh, stay here for a replay of The Hound Show from last Sunday and then an all new Hound Show on Sunday 3pm Eastern followed by the debut of Crash in the Party. I'm going to end the show today with uh, something that we mentioned earlier. Keith Hartel and I it was the show Nico Underground here's Tammy Faye as Nico and Keith Hartel in the band I drink your milkshake I drink it up Now, the Dylan song that you recorded, I'll keep it with mine. Bob hadn't actually recorded it, or at least it hadn't come out until the biograph set. Was that a gift to you? Did he write it and say, look, Nico, here's this song for you? Or did you hear it and say, I can sing that? Bob. (laughs) Bob was in love with me at the time, and he encouraged me to sing. He was so tired of that Joan Baez (laughs) with her morose equine face. 
Now she looks like one of those shrunken heads, like the ones that were found in Amazonia and Buchenwald. gentlemen for coming down tonight. Tammy Faye Starlight. My guitar teacher, Keith, will now introduce the band. Oh, let me introduce the audience to the band. Craig Hook, flute player, saxophone player, flautist, flautist, and sax player. Dave Dunton, piano player. Classy guy, Rich Ferritin, a uh, network television appearance, television star, Richard Ferritin, the fantastic guitar player, and the famous Ray Cubian, drummer for the Dean Ween Group. You get that for nothing extra. And uh, Keith Hartel, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, stick around for a little while if you like and say hello to Tammy after the show. <laughs> <laughs> 